It's Mornings with Jason and Tobby. So you've been listening as we've been kind of strolling down memory lane. It's been a fun week visiting with F.L. Pierce, Andy Napier, Meredith Sexton, Bernie Miller, and just kind of getting, uh, doing some reminiscing because tomorrow is a very significant day in the history of WMBW as we dedicate the new building. That's right. We are so grateful to God that our building is has been restored after our fire from last year and we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow for our open house to celebrate that and we're really looking forward to talking to uh, the fire captain Captain Cortez uh, who was here that night yeah That's good, right. good morning yeah. good How morning hey this looks great well a little I love this place a little different than the night you entered uh, a li- yeah it looks a little better than it did that <laughs> night yeah. a little cleaner yeah so let's let's talk about that for just a minute sure. because you, it was a normal evening for you back in February of last year, and you mm-hmm. received a call. And you said typically when you receive, this was a unique call. Tell us why. Right. Well, it came in just as an automatic alarm, which means the, the alarm system detected something wrong, sent a signal, they called, and we were dispatched. And that happens a lot. And most of the time, uh, there's not a lot involved. But a few times in my career, this being one of them, we show up and there is actually a fire happening and we have to get things in gear and get things going. That's why we have to show up ready regardless. Right. Mm-hmm. So an alarm call typically is a false alarm. Uh, but when you do, if someone's at home, they have an active fire, they call, you know, they say there's, there's an issue. Right. And, and or it changes. passerby see smoke. They call. Right. Somebody sees and we get multiple calls typically now yeah. with cell phones. So this was just an alarm call where our security system detected smoke. Correct. The security company alerted you, the Chattanooga Fire Department. Correct. And you all were dispatched out to 1920 East 24th Street Place. This was around 10 o'clock at night. It was late in the evening. Right. So kind of walk us through the sequence of events because you set up the command here on site when you pulled up, what was the situation? We we pulled up. Of course, this thing's built like a bomb shelter. Your right. radio station, y'all have to stay up during tornadoes and bad weather, everything. So they build these things very tightly. And uh, Engine 5 pulled up just in front of us. Captain Joey Smith got out, um, went to the window, confirmed a fire. And so at that point, we start establishing command, thinking about water supply, Entry into the building. I knew that was going to be an issue because of how this building was constructed. Right. And so, called for Squad One to. They were bringing a, a supply line in, laying the line from the hydrant, and sent them to the side door, which we would call the Delta side. Yeah. Uh, to make entry through that door because the front. I think there's a roll-up door. There's yeah. some serious security screens to the <laughs> windows, so it kind of hinders entry. Uh, sure. Which is important for uh, burglary, but for fire that works against us. Right. Mm. So they, they recognized that there was an active fire looking into the window. Correct. And so the decision that you made was to enter through the side door. They were able to, to break that essentially out to, to gain entry into the building. Right. Our squad trucks especially have tools that uh, we can get in about anywhere we want to. Um, right. Uh, they have specialized tools for making entry, uh, cutting cars apart, just about all kinds of rescue. Wow. Uh, okay. So uh, they, they did that job for us. And then Engine 5 and, and my engine at the time, Engine 9, uh, they brought the line in to actually attack the fire. 
Okay, and mm-hmm. so the fire was primarily contained the front office, fortunately. Correct. But as you all made entry, that fire had been smoldering for some time, and and right. was in fully in. I guess you would say fully involved at that I, point. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say fully. It, it, it was a good fire. It's what I would call an incipient fire. It's in its beginning stages, and again, that went back to this building is so tightly sealed. Yeah. It's hard for the fire to breathe. Okay, so it's oh. hard to expand. But then it works against you again because the smoke can't get out either. And you, you guys wow. have a lot of gadgets in here, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. It doesn't play well with a smoke or water. It's <laughs> true. So you gained entry. Um, I was in, very interested to see even down the hallway here. The, the fire was in our front receptionist area in the, the main lobby area. But I was noticing even like the the shades over the the fluorescent lights were melting. Right. So there was some intense heat oh, sure, yeah. that was associated with this fire sure. even beginning down the hall. So it was moving right. down the rest of the building right. when you all made your way in. And, and again, just as the smoke can't get out, the heat can't either. So right. even though the flames aren't uh, as, as intense as we would normally see, the heat is still contained in here. It makes sense. Wow. So it's and my that next damages. big concern was power. There's a lot of power coming in here, right? Mm. And so uh, we worry about electricity, and and it wasn't. It's not so easy to shut things down in a typical house. We can shut things down pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, even before EPB gets on scene, but here I'm not sure where the power's at. Yeah. How much power, all these things. So huh. we're, we're trying, there's a lot of concerns going on. It's a little different scenario. Yeah. So you gain entry, knock the fire down, mm-hmm. but then we begin to realize, as you mentioned, the smoke damage smoke. was a, a significant factor immediately that you, you saw through the building. And it's something that we as a staff had never experienced, but learned a lot about. Smoke damage right. is significant. It is. And and especially in a building like this, it's hard to get the smoke out. Uh, in a typical house, I open a front door. I have a large opening. Then I open a, a selected opening in the back, a window or a door that's a little smaller. We take what's called positive pressure fans. We force a lot of clean air in, and it flushes mm-hmm. the structure out of the smoke. Huh. Well, here... There's no way how, to do that. How do you do that? Uh, and so... We're trying to move. We, I think we, if I remember correctly, we had to move the, the fresh air, air all the way back here and force the smoke yeah. out the same open. It was very difficult. It took several hours to do that. Uh, but we we stayed on scene to do that as best we could uh, to try to protect your equipment. Right. And But the, the smoke damage was already done. The heat sure. and air system was running, so it sucked all the smoke in it and just distributed it throughout Everywhere. the building. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the building had to be completely, essentially gutted. We went down right. to the bare concrete. We had a company come in, remediate to, to get the smoke damage cleaned out and to start over. And so as you came in this morning, you saw quite a difference from what you, you saw that evening. Tell me kind of your first impressions <laughs> as you came in the building today. Oh, it was exciting. I'm, I'm a longtime Moody listener. I don't think I mentioned that. And oh. I, I love Alistair Begg. Uh, used to listen to Joel Stowe a lot, yeah. And, um, John yeah. MacArthur, so I'm a big, big fan. And when I came in this morning, I was so excited. Uh, of course, if you guys want a new studio, if you want to update, this is not a good way to go about it. You need to choose. <laughs> it's not. No, it's no, been no. a long process. It works. It works. <laughs> and, and I was so excited that you guys were able to get your studios up and running at a it preset, like, yeah. preset. Yeah. remotely, and and 
kudos to them, by the way. For yes. Was, you know? Uh, but, yeah, this this place looks awesome. I'm, I may come here before I go to work and hang out and drink coffee. Hey, you we've can. got the Anytime. DL. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, that's our coffee corner now is yes. our, the DL. Our, our dining exactly. lounge. Yeah. Also yeah. named for DL Moody. So oh. you have <laughs> an open invitation to bring the guys by anytime and enjoy a cup of coffee and, and, and visit. And, and we are inviting everyone to come visit tomorrow as we're going to have the open house. You can come see the renovations. We're going to dedicate Kate and cut the ribbon at 10 a.m. tomorrow. And then throughout the day, you can visit and see the updates. And I think you will have that same reaction uh, as, as everyone has. It's just, it's beautiful. And we mm-hmm. are so, so blessed and grateful that uh, beauty has truly come from ashes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Well, thank on, you so much. On behalf of the Moody Radio listening family and the staff, we want to say thank you for the work that you do. Well, and, and, Absolutely. I appreciate that. But it, I did very little. I was in command. So it's the guys from Station 1, Station 5, my guys at Station 9. The, uh, those men and women came in and, and did the work. Uh, all I did was stand out front and run my mouth, basically. Well, you, you all <laughs> do it. Not important. just on that night of February last year, but each and every day serving our community. And what you do, we so, so appreciate. Well, thank you. It's our honor. We're excited to thank be a you. part of Chattanooga. Thank you for thank being with you. us this morning. Thank you.